John Clayton. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. Streaming live at seattlesports.com. On demand everywhere on the Seattle Sports app. Now, John Clayton. This is the John Clayton Show. Bob Stelton with you. Celebrating the life of John Clayton. Again, for those of you who are just tuning in and maybe you're not on social media, you, you haven't been in front of a TV perhaps, and you, this is just your appointment every Saturday. Uh, we are celebrating John, our friend and our colleague who passed away at the age of uh, 67 yesterday. And taking as many of your calls as we can, talking to as many of his friends and former colleagues and, and uh, just, just celebrating John with just some of the great stories of 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 what he's meant to people, his impact, his his uh, just just who he was, just who he was, just an incredibly gracious, kind individual. And the stories have the same theme about his generosity, and uh, it, it's it's good to hear from a lot of these people. And and the guy joining us now is an old friend of mine and a very old friend of John's. You know him uh, very well. Mike Sando is with us. Mike, how are you? You know, it's been a rough one. Uh... But enjoying the stories, yeah, it's it, it is great to hear the stories, man. And it's 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 hard not to get emotional, and 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 really fall into that. But man, it puts a smile on my face to hear some of the different stories and and John's you know goofy sense of humor and his he was very self deprecating and you knew him probably as well or better than anybody, Mike. And there's uh, oh, just yeah. so many things that. He's a guy that would make me laugh when he wasn't trying to be funny. And the the beauty of oh, yeah. the beauty of John is is if he if he did make you laugh with something, whether he was trying to or not, he would lean on that. Whatever it was that made you chuckle, he would hit it again and again. He he got such a thrill out of making somebody laugh. John is responsible for my career, and that that is not an understatement. And I'll tell you I'll tell you about that. John Clayton came to the Tacoma News Tribune in 1986, and it was a mid-sized paper, and he built it into a newspaper that traveled to the Combine, traveled to the owners' meetings, traveled to playoff games, went to Super Bowls, things that are kind of, I'm not going to say taken for granted, but are a part of mainstream reporting now. Um, John pioneered that, okay? So when I came in, it had to be an insult to John. I was 28 years old. <laughs> I had five years of covering college football and didn't know the first thing about covering the NFL. And I took John Clayton's job at the News Tribune in 1998. And there couldn't have been anyone more generous uh, with his time. But <laughs> he, he had built that into such a thing. He cared so much about what the News Tribune became that I had no choice. I'm telling you, Bob, I had no choice but to continue it, okay? And I'm going to tell you that there was a tremendous pressure to make sure that the News Tribune did not slack off on its commitment because John was making sure of it. So I'll tell you, one year, I'd been doing it five or six years, newspapers were taking a hit in the profit margins and all that. And they told me that I could not go to the league meetings in Arizona. And I was devastated, not because of me, but because I knew telling that to John, I knew what it meant to John, what he had built. And it still meant to him. This guy pioneered 
beat level granular coverage at the national level, okay? John Clayton, to his last day, had a spreadsheet with all 2,880 players that are on 90-man rosters, all their contracts, all of their information. He updated it every day. (laughs) Injury report coverage. John called every team in the league every Friday to get the injury reports. He pioneered it. Teams had to come up with processes to deal with it, okay? Inactives on game day. John called every press box on game day to get the inactives. Teams had to come out with ways to put out that information, okay? The stuff that was done that you would think might be done at a granular beat level, John did it for 32 teams, and it affected the way the league was covered. The pressure that I felt to try to keep going on any level, what he did, was every day and made me be as obsessive as he was. We would be he, – he, I started – tracking every roster in the league the same way he did we would spend when the rosters cut down from 90 to 53 or 75 to 53 we would spend i'm not kidding you 10 hours on the phone because he had arizona with 52 and i had philly with 54 and we couldn't figure out why (laughs) and we had to go through every freaking line of the roster I mean, to his dying day, John would call me for dates of birth because he needed the dates of birth for some guy who was the seventh wide receiver in Jacksonville. (laughs) That's what John was putting his time into on a Sunday night because John, that's John. There's nobody like him ever. It's, I mean, you you nailed it. It just, uh, I I know those things about him. You could ask him about the most random John, I, I haven't seen news on this guy. I've never even heard of him. And he would go, oh, yeah, he was a third-round pick from so-and-so, and he, was, he used oh. to be with the Giants, and they released him uh, last year, and now he's been picked up. He just had it. It was just encyclopedia. 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. Here's, here's John. So I'm, I'm starting out on the beat. You're nervous as hell that you're going to get beat on a story, okay? And you live with that, especially back in the day before the Internet. If you got beat on a story, you're beat for 24 hours, okay? It was humiliating if you get beat on a story. John never got beat, of course. So, um, but here I am, young reporter, and I've, I'm newly married. I've got a family, and you're trying to find some sort of balance, right? Well, John, no balance, no kids. I mean, it was Pat, his wife, or football 24-7. So John would call me. I'm not kidding you. John would call me, I'm going to guess, four times a day, seven days a week when I was on the CX beat. And you never knew he would leave. He's the last guy to leave voicemails. Okay. Hey, Mike, John Clayton, give me a call. Four, two, five, da, 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 da. He'd leave the number every time. The guy didn't have his number, right? He'd leave the number. And then you'd have this, I'd be trying to carve out, you know, a half an hour with my family on a Saturday. But John called, and you don't know if Mike Holmgren just got fired, if Ricky Waters signed an extension, or if he needs a date of birth for that seventh wide receiver in Philly, you don't know what it is, right? So you got to call. You call John back, and then it's going to be thirty-eight minutes. It's going to be a hundred and four minutes. My wife's looking at me in the car. Are we finally going to go into this restaurant? And we're, I'm talking about the bottom of some team's roster on a Saturday afternoon because John Clayton. Uh, unbelievable! Is, unbelievable! He's unbelievable. That is so great. And and before I let you go, you tweeted out uh, last night a picture that looks like a still shot from your wedding video. Said you hadn't watched your wedding video. It's a young John Clayton man. He just it's a it's a yeah. funny picture yeah. you put up there. And it's did he did he have some interesting advice for you? I don't know if you can share yeah, it on the yeah, air, but so, 
well, no, here's the deal. So, uh, so I'm getting married. I've got no money. I mean, we can't, we don't even have a videographer for the wedding. So I had my best man, Dave Bowling's son, who was in high school. He was our videographer. So he's walking around like a, like a teenage boy would. Hey, he's asking people he doesn't even know, like, uh, Hey, what do you think of Kim and Sando getting hitched? You know, and it's like my (laughs) 80 year old relative or something, you know, and they're like, Oh, what'd you say? So they come up to John, they come up to John and I, I hadn't watched this till last night. My wife and I dug it out. I put it on there. And here's John. And they, they asked John, they, hey, what's the key to keeping the romance alive? I mean, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> you know, what do you think of a king of romance? I mean, I'm sure John was a king of romance, too. But, I mean, you think of, that's not the first thing that comes to mind with, for, for JC, right? So, so John steps into the camera like he's doing a live shot from the practice field in Kirkland, right? I mean, he's on. John's always on. And he did give a funny answer that I think I'm going to save it for a con. I think I'm going to write a column on. I'll put it in there. I might even put the video in there. But John Clayton with advice on how to keep the romance alive in my marriage. And I'm not kidding you. My wife and I still joke about it to this day. Uh, it was so funny. And it was so John. But he was completely serious, as he always was. I mean, he's very serious about everything. That's why it was so great that he did the Sports Center commercial. Yeah. It was so unbelievable because and he was a little worried about doing it. Cause he 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 had worked so hard to develop his reputation. But when he did that, it gave him another level of fame and made him feel validated like he had made it. And it was the coolest thing ever for somebody, like I said, who came from Braddock, Pennsylvania, incredibly humble beginnings to have become what he is and have somebody today that has the commissioner putting out a statement on him that has people everywhere holding shows and talking about him. Uh, it would have meant, meant the world to him. Yeah. Mike, really, really good to hear from you and, and uh, appreciate your words and your thoughts uh, look forward to talking to you again, man, but uh, under certainly better circumstances. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us. Thank you. There you go. There's Mike Sando of The Athletic, and he, and he made reference to, to that uh, commercial, which is it is an absolute classic. And by everybody's estimation, it's, the best, it's one of the best commercials that ESPN's ever done. Here it is. The visual, you need the visual, but the audio is, is as good as we can do for you right now. In case you've never heard this commercial that Mike Sando was referencing, here you go. It's hard to find an expert more dedicated than John Clayton. He's the consummate pro. We'll see how the 4-3 and the cover 3 work together. John Clayton with the latest. Thanks, Dan. Take care. Whenever we need a brilliant insight, he's available at the drop of a hat. Hey, Mom! I'm done with my segment! So good. You, you need the visual because as soon as he signs off, he he's he's wearing a a Velcro suit jacket. And he takes his his hair out of the ponytail and he's wearing a cut off sleeve Slayer shirt. I think he picks up some Chinese food or something and hops onto his bed and he's headbanging the Slayer there. Just oh, such a brilliant commercial. So so good. Uh, we appreciate Mike Sando for for checking in with us. Still a lot of people we're going to talk to. Jim Moore is going to talk to us coming up here. Dave Wyman, Mike Salk, the Graz will be with us. Stacey, uh, Liz Matthews, Pete Carroll will check in with us. 
as well. Those of you hanging on the phone lines, again, I really appreciate your patience. We will get to your phone calls, I promise you, as we continue to celebrate. Uh, John Clayton, right here on Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports, the professor. This is the John Clayton Show on Seattle Sports on 710. Bob Stelton with you. We are taking your calls, talking to colleagues and friends, and remembering John Clayton for the icon, the legend that he is, and the impact that he had on everybody. And we'll continue with the with the guest, and I want to get to some of your calls. And Bob in Bellevue has been waiting extremely patiently. Bob, I uh, sorry for the wait. Appreciate you calling in. Oh, I would wait the whole show to talk about John Clayton. Um, one of your callers mentioned about one of the callers not knowing what he was talking about. It'd probably be me. I, I <laughs> talk sometimes, and John would always show the greatest respect and not, you know, just laughing me off the air or whatever. And I wrote this for John. I'm not much of a poetry writer, but just for some reason, I just had to write this down because I'm going to miss the man. I've been calling him since I can remember from KJR days to Cairo days and all that. So this is for you, John. I will share my knowledge. All you have to do is ask me. I will share my passion for football with you. All you have to do is call me. Goodbye, Professor. Thanks for taking my call, Bob. You got it, Bob. Appreciate the appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, and I, I love the I love the humor of it was probably him uh, that that didn't know what he was talking about, but. Yeah, that's the beauty of John is 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 he you know even if he knew somebody was wrong he would he would correct them in a very kind way in a very a very nice way and and uh, again I, I I can't express enough how genuine he was when it came to this show and specifically his callers and I think there was there was some feeling from some eyes ah, he's tolerating them he's putting putting on an act he's humoring no he loved it he absolutely loved this show I'm telling you more than. More than anything, he loved doing the show and speaking with you guys and, and talking to anybody about football. And, and you're hearing it from all of the guests, all of those that, that, that knew John on a personal level. They, they're, they're reiterating what you guys already know. It, is that He had two passions in his life that, that above everything else, football and his wife. And that came through on the air. It came through when you spoke with him. And it, it, was, it, was, it was everything that, that was John. His his wife in football, and he and he desperately desperately loved both. So it it just uh it is just it's just amazing to watch from the outside, from the inside to know him. And again, you you guys knew him as well. You knew him as well. Uh, let's bring in Rick in Twin Lakes. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, it's a it was a sad evening yesterday. I got back from the drugstore. My wife and I are down here in Mesa, Arizona. We're going to catch some spring training games. Came back, and my wife said, did you get my text? I said, no. And she said, John Clayton passed on. And the first thing that came to my mind, that he was a good dude. That's the highest compliment you can pay to a, to a guy that you knew, that he was a good dude. That pretty much sums it all. Uh, we all talked about his wife, his colleagues, and uh, how he treated everybody. But G. Scott and uh, Jet kind of said it all. He, they said he was a gentleman. He would never make you feel bad. He gave you a chance to speak. 
And you know what? He took calls. There are guys uh, on the, that are hosts that will big time you. They will not take your call. If they do, they will put you down if you don't if they don't if you don't agree with them. John never did that. No, you're right, Rick. You're right. He he loved taking calls. He loved talking to you guys. He loved talking football. He loved talking to anybody about football, whether yeah, whether it was on on the streets uh, John, uh, or on the show. John always said he liked a good steak. He loved his wife Pat. His uh, the place to take a, a vacation was uh, Newport Beach, California. Um, he, he was uh, a geek, a sports geek that got lucky. They got to do what he loved was life's work, and for that he was blessed, and he blessed us all with his presence. And it's humility the way he treated everybody. That's all I got to say. Appreciate the words, Rick. Appreciate the words, and uh, I know how you're feeling, man. I know how you're feeling. Uh, he, he, he. I mean, what what can you say? Again, you know, just thinking all last night. What am I going to say? How am I going to how am I going to handle this? How am I going to talk about John? What are the right words? They're, you don't really have them. There aren't really right words. I mean, it's just it's, it's just how you feel. You know, we're we're all reacting at the same time to the same thing, and and as as much as we knew him, you knew him, and he had just such an impact, such an such influence, and that you again the common theme you hear from everybody is is just his generosity and his his genuineness, and uh, a guy I know who's uh, who's been influenced, who's been impacted, a guy you're familiar with if you're a sports fan is joining us now, uh, Sal Palantonio is with us. Sal, good to talk to you again. Oh, Bob, I just don't know what to say. It's 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 hard to find. Everything seems trite. Everything seems like, well, that doesn't sum him up. Uh, you know, what 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 word can I use to describe? How do I explain? How do I share? I mean, it, it all feels just uh, like it's not doing justice to who John was. So I, I, I get I get what you're feeling. Yeah, we started a couple of days apart. Uh, in 1995 at ESPN, uh, one of the first uh, newspaper guys, uh, me and Chris Mortensen and John and some others, to come over from newspapers to TV. And uh, John, John was a mentor to me uh, in so many ways. You know, I just learned so much from him about... Uh, well, first of all, about how to, you know, how to do the job and how to act uh, on the job because I had come from news and I wasn't in sports and, you know, how to work a locker room, how to interview people. I mean, the list goes on, but just how to be a person. Wherever we were on the road, we tried to have dinner uh, or get together, have coffee, whatever for years and years and years. And, you know, he was universally loved. So, you know, that those that phrase gets tossed around a lot after a person passes. But I can tell you, having been on the road with him all over the country, he was universally loved. People just wanted to come up and be with him and talk to him and 
say hi to him and, you know, listen to what he had to say and ask him questions. And, um, you know, I'm just, he was just totally selfless. So, you know, when you worked with him, his story was your story. His, his idea was your idea. And, uh, there was never, I did this. It was always, we're going to do this and this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, you, you touched on something that I, I witnessed a number of times and, you know, just wherever he went, people knew him. They felt like they knew him. They felt like he was a friend and they would approach him and, and he was always so gracious. He, he would engage people. He, I'd never seen him blow anybody off or, you know, somebody that wanted to talk football or wanted a picture or autograph, whatever it was. He just, he, he, he was genuine in that love of, of that interaction. It was, it was really unique to watch because all of us, you know, anybody, you know, there are times where you're just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit somewhere or whatever. He didn't, I never saw that in him ever. It was, it was amazing just to watch his, his, uh, I don't know, just, just how much he enjoyed engaging with, with just anybody that would approach him on the street, whether it was, you know, like I said, at training camp or out at a restaurant, didn't matter. It was, it was amazing to watch. I'll give you one example out at a restaurant. You just mentioned it. We were at the Capitol grill together years ago in Charlotte. We were covering a Panthers game. Don't remember if it was who, who the opponent was. And we had agreed to go out to dinner on Saturday night. We we never got to really eat. Because <laughs> people kept just coming up to the table <laughs> and, you know, sitting down next to us. And, and, you know, it was like having dinner with, uh, with your uncle <laughs> and your brother just talking sports. And so then finally we're, 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 we're about to have our steak and a guy sits down next to John and he goes, I'm the mayor of Charlotte. <laughs> and I, I just want to shake your hand, Mr. Clayton. And I was like, all right, this is unbelievable. He's, he's a King wherever he goes. But the, the thing is that every, every single player, coach, general manager, we were at so many of the league meetings or we were at the Super Bowl. You know, it was like walking around with Paul McCartney. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Sal, it's uh it's 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 really kind of you to call in and, and, and share your, your, your feelings and thoughts and, and stories about John. I know the listeners appreciate it. We appreciate it and uh hang in there, my friend. I thank you for having me on. This was a special, special man. Um and uh he is really gonna be missed. And I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm gonna have a hard time with this one, Bob. Hard time. Yeah, you're you're not alone there. You're not alone, Sal. We pre- we appreciate it very much. It's good to talk to you again. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you. There you go. There's Sal Palantonio. Uh, great to hear from him. And again, the 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 outpouring of 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 emotion and condolences from just across the landscape is just it's again. If you're not on social media, it is it is impressive, and it's it just speaks to who John was and how much he meant to people out there. So. Uh, great to hear from Sal, and and we're going to continue to hear from you guys. We're going to have more guests coming up. As I said, uh, Dave Wyman, Jim Moore will join us coming up. we got Pete Carroll coming up. Uh, your calls, your texts, 421-3776 is the Mac and Jacks text line. 
Uh, we'll try to get to all of it as we continue to celebrate the memory of John Clayton right here. Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports. The Professor. This is the John Clayton Show. Bob Stelton with you here. Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. We're talking to you guys. We will get to your calls again. For those of you hanging on the phone lines, we appreciate your patience. Uh, Those of you texting in, try to get to all of it. Want to talk to as many friends, colleagues as we can. Let everybody share their stories and their thoughts uh, as we celebrate John Clayton. And uh, two guys who I know you're very familiar with, uh, two of my brothers here. Dave Wyman is with us as well as Jim Moore joining us as well it's good to good to talk to you guys and uh obviously it would be better if we were speaking under different circumstances but i do appreciate you guys uh jumping in it's good to be on with you guys jim yeah thanks for having me bob yeah boy i'll tell you what uh listen to big voice guy there that's the first time just because i've been in shock that my eyes filled up you know listening to big voice guy talk about john i mean this is this is tough i mean it's it's been 11 years, Jim, longer for you, every single day at 4 o'clock. I mean, you just came to count on the professor. Yeah, you know, Dave and Bob, I mean, his uh, his 4 o'clock segment with us, uh, we always look forward to it, and people really enjoyed it. I mean, it was, really, it was the highest rated half hour that we had on the show, and it just speaks to John's popularity with the fans. and. One of the things I was thinking about that I'll never forget is, so we always did it by phone, and we called John at home. And I remember one time when we, the first time we did it when he was in person with us, he sat there, and I remember looking at him, and I was going, you know, because I've got notes everywhere. And, and Clayton sits there with no notes whatsoever. It's all off the top of his head. And, Bob, I heard you talking earlier about how he knows about the backup tackle in Pittsburgh or wherever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and he's just the encyclopedia. He truly is a professor, and, and it just astonished me how he was able to do that. Yeah, he he was he would, you know he and he was always that way, you know. And and there were there would be guys he would talk about. I remember when I was in St. Louis, I would I would call him and have him on my show out there, and we would we would talk about guys on the roster. I was getting to know the roster out there it was the Rams at the time, and and there were, I would ask him about guys I wasn't completely familiar with, and he would just off the top of his head just rip off their their call. Yeah, he was drafted in the third round. He used to be on the practice squad for the Giants, and now he's battling with this guy for that. I'm just thinking, why do you know this? Why do you know it? But it just—it's just who he was, and it's—it's—it speaks to his his two greatest loves in his life, his wife and football. I mean that that was John, and I've been telling everybody, uh, Dave, that you know, for all of the people that that were hitting me on Twitter last night, saying you know things like I, I feel like I lost a friend. I never, yeah. I never met John, but I feel like I knew him, and I'm like, you you did, you did know him. He 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 was exactly <laughs> that guy. Yeah. That was not a radio persona he wasn't doing anything uh that he the he, he spoke that way off the air he acted that way off the air he, he was he was as genuine and as real as it gets yeah and by the way I, I the more i reflect on on clayton the more i think you know when he used to talk about his databases i really don't think there are any databases i think they're all in his brain <laughs> you know he, i don't think he has a computer somewhere that has that kind of stuff in it i think that's just him and you know and i talked to john a few times um after the show and you're right 
he is he is exactly like he is on the air. And if people want to know, you know, what was John Clayton like? What was he really like? Well, you, you heard it every day pretty much at 4 o'clock. So. And, you know, uh, after you get past the tears part of it, the, the laughter comes in because we had a lot of fun with John. And, you know, Bob, you and I kind of talked about this last night as far as the the some of the names and stuff that he would mess up but he, he just was he was very uh you know very open about that and you know like i used to always say if he ever messed up a name i go john you got so many so much stuff in your head like i said i think those databases are in his brain you know of course you're you're going to screw up names here and there and he was always uh very good natured about that yeah jim you yeah, we used to have so much fun with that and that's the beauty of his he was so self-deprecating he wouldn't be upset if we no, John, it's it's uh it's not Tyler Metcalf, it's DK Metcalf or whatever. And he would he would laugh or he would oh yeah, that's right. You know, I mean he yeah. just he had a great sense of humor about it. And the other part that I loved is just if he made any one of us laugh with anything, even if he didn't intend to, if he heard us giggle, if he heard us laugh at something he said, he he loved it. He would lean on it and he would just and, and that was just a beauty it just spoke to how much he enjoyed making somebody else laugh. Well, yeah, <laughs> I love the professor. And, you know, the thing is, too, Bob, I, somebody told me once, and I believe it to be the case, that this Saturday show was so important to him to connect with the fans. And I heard Jet talking about John earlier, uh, one of the regular callers every Saturday, that he just always made you feel like he knew you and that you were the one and only person in his thoughts at that time. I remember one time, being at the press box, it might have been at the Kingdom, or maybe it was there at the, the Seahawks Stadium, Lumen Field. Um, where I mean, he's a busy guy, and he's just you know you would think that he'd be looking all over the place, you know, and give you the just kind of the oh hey how you doing, Jim, and then be on his way. But he would really engage you. He would just stay, you felt like you were the most important person in the room, and he wasn't going to be looking around for someone else to talk to while he was talking to you. And so you just felt so good about that, and he felt that way about fans, you know, and this, anyway, what I was going to say is that he felt like if, if everything was taken away from him, if he took away ESPN, if he took, took away his weekday show, if he took away his writing, the last thing that he would really want to keep is this Saturday show, and um, I, I just, it, you know, it, it says a lot about him and his engagement with the fans. Yeah, this this show was it was amazing how important this show was to him, and it's, it's not to diminish the show on any level, but for a guy who's as busy as he was, uh, achieved everything. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's been doing this for 50 years. Yet a Saturday morning show meant everything to him. And he, he wouldn't miss it. It didn't matter if he were traveling. didn't matter if he were uh, in the hospital with Pat. He, he was finding a way to do this show and loved engaging with people. And it just... It just spoke to you. Just saw it. That was that was the clearest evidence of of what it meant to him to just engage with people, ask them questions. Dave, Jim, you guys know we we would interview him every day at four o'clock. But then, he, oftentimes he go, "Well, I I don't know." But Dave, what do you think of this? Or Jim, what do you think? Bob, what do you think? Just just the idea that he's asking us questions. You know, he just he just loved to talk football. It was just it, it was it was such a passion for him, and it was so evident, and it was so real. Yeah, I, I was this, speaking of joking around and that Jim's here. My, the funniest moment for me was that Clay, or, uh, Jim would always ask Clayton for predictions, and Clayton was very sure about it, very sure. Like when I told him the Jets were going to beat the Chargers in the playoffs back in, it was like 2010, and he's like, no way, no way. And I'm like, well, they have this and they have that. And he's like, so? 
And I'm like, so what are you talking about, John? <laughs> so they end up winning, and then he comes on, and uh, you know my team won. And you know we ask him about it, and I'm all loaded up for this. All right, John's going to apologize, tell me I'm right, and he comes on and goes, "Yeah, the Chargers choked." <laughs> <laughs> But, or Dave, but, how about the how about the day that Tebow led the Broncos uh, to that playoff win over the Steelers? Oh yeah, yeah. He was adamant yeah. that Tim Tebow would never ever be able to win, not in a million years. And then, but Jim, you had the comment that was, uh, uh, it was like something like, "Professor, I saw a guy on the side of the road that <laughs> held a sign that says the professor told me to take the Panthers in five and a half." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Play, I, playfully, though. Playfully. Yeah, that and that was that was the other part. Is and sometimes listeners would be like, "Wow, you guys are being mean to John, or he's being mean to you guys." And I, and I would sometimes write back, like, "Listen, we've known John for twenty years. This is there's there are no hard feelings about any of this. I, it was always done and fun, and and he liked a good debate. And I love before I let you guys go. The other thing I loved is when we would ask him or a listener would would text in, "Hey, what do you think?" Uh, what do you think Russell's going to throw for this weekend? And he gives such specific answers like, uh, I think he's going to be 19 of 25 for 263 yards and two touchdowns, and he'll rush for 50 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like <laughs> these exact odd numbers that he would throw. It wasn't, I think he's going to play well, probably throw for a couple touchdowns. No, he'd give you his pa- passing percentage, his, his his rushing yardage, his passing yardage. I, I just That would crack me up every time he did that. He would, and he would get close on that, Bob. I mean, a lot of times he would almost nail it to the number. It was just, it was just incredible. You know, the last thing I just want to pass along. Uh, I just saw, you know, I'm out on a trail with my dogs, and and uh, it was the day I got fired, and I get a phone call from John Clayton, and his weekday show was being taken away, and things were being reorganized in his life there at Seven Ten, but he called me to see how I was doing. And I just thought, you know, God, that is just so damn cool that he did that, that the professor took time to, to give me a call to see how I was holding up. And I, I just, you know, I just love the guy. I miss him. Uh, condolences to Pat, his family, all his fans. And it's just, yeah, it's just crushing news last night. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's brutal beyond words. And it's, I, I'm glad we got a chance, the three of us, to talk. It's good to, to share a couple laughs about John. I yeah. think hopefully it puts a smile on some people's faces and, and, and lightens the heaviness of this moment uh, as much as possible. But great great to hear your voice, Jim. I miss you, brother. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. And, Dave, obviously we, you and I will uh, reconvene on Monday. But good good to hear from you guys. Sounds good. Nice being on with you guys. Yeah, yeah take care. I miss you guys too, Bob. There you go. There's Jim Moore, Dave Wyman. Great to hear from them. Uh, uh, quickly want to bring in a guy that uh, I think you guys are all aware of. You watch him on Cairo 7, and he is with us to share his thoughts as well, our buddy Jesse Jones. Jesse, good to hear from you, my friend. And rough night. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> rough night. Man, I've known John since the 80s, like, like when he got here. I was interning at KSTW. Um that basically used to almost share a parking lot with the News Tribune. And when I first started, he was the most kind and generous person you'd ever meet. And he always was there for you. I tried to start some stupid sports show called Sports Talk, and I would, you know, I got Art Teal, and and I 
got a couple other sports guys, and I was like, gosh, you know, let's see if I can get John Clayton to do this. And understand, I'm nobody, right? <laughs> just, I walk up to John, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, my name's uh, Jesse Jones, I uh, work at KSTW, and I was uh, <laughs> wondering if you want to do a sports talk show with, with me. And he's like, yeah, no problem. When do I need to be there? Hey, thanks a lot. I'm like, damn. Couldn't have been more gracious. <laughs> the nicest guy ever. We connected in so many ways and, you know, was friends. I mean, Pat is a whole other thing. And if you know Pat, you'd get the birthday cards. You'd get the card after the Super Bowl, talking about all the stuff that the two did together. Um, and then there was like a time I, I was here in Seattle and I left and went to Baltimore and I kind of, John and I, just, we hadn't just didn't connect for about a year or so. And I flew back to Seattle. I, I went to Baltimore and I flew back to Seattle and I called John up and I was like, John, he's like, Hey Jess, how you doing? And I'm like, Hey man, Hey, what are you doing? Let's go get a beer. Let's talk. And he's like, well, I'm getting married. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, listen, I'm like, when he says, tomorrow <laughs> I, I was like okay and he, and then he just said you want to come <laughs> i'm like i can't believe it i showed up to his wedding it was at the elks in tacoma right mm-hmm. and and i show up i have a plate i have you know the old name t- the whole like the guy's about to get married and he takes time to squeeze me in. Um, I just can't tell you. I don't know if a person also could love another one as much as Pat, as much as John loved Pat. The Friday night dates, the messages, the cards, the, I mean, and people, you know, Pat has had some issues physically. And John was there john is up at three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning helping her getting her straight kicking the world's ass in sports coverage coming back making sure she is okay goes back to the world of sports i mean no anger no resentment no why me None of that, as he had a right to be hi-hat. He had the right to be angry. He had the right to be a lot of things. And still, he was the most gracious person you would ever meet. And I just cannot believe it. I mean, he was he's the best of all of us, man. Yeah. You know, could you do your job as good as, as John? Could you know? Could you love your mate as much as John? Could you be kinder to people than John? Could you? He he's the best of all of us, man. No, and you're... it's just tough to see such person with extraordinary work habits, incredible talent, and such kindness leave us it's just a lot to deal with man and um and you know thanks for having me on i just i could not go without just saying how much he meant 
to not just me, but to just reg- I mean, you know, what it was like to walk up and down the street with John Clayton. Oh yeah. I mean, damn. Um, but just, he was the best of all of us, man. He was just the best and, uh, rough night. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you, you put it perfectly, my friend, you, you're absolutely right. And, and, uh, that is such a great story about his wedding. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jesse, for, for calling him, man. It's great to hear from you. Hey, no problem, man. You take care, man. There you go. There's Jesse Jones. Great to hear from him again, trying to talk to as many people as we possibly can. A lot of people obviously eager to share their their thoughts and memories and stories of John Clayton. Want to get to your thoughts again. For those of you hanging on the phone lines, I promise we will get to you. Uh, still got Mike Salk is going to join us and the Graz and Stacy and Liz and Pete Carroll. We got a lot in front of us uh, just just getting through this together with all of you. Uh, as we continue our, our celebration and, and remembering John Clayton right here, Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports, The Professor. This is The John Clayton Show. As we continue to talk to all of you, talk to colleagues and friends celebrating John Clayton. It was great to hear from Jesse Jones. Really good to hear from Dave Wyman and... and Jim Moore and and share a couple of laughs because that was a lot of John man he just he he would make you laugh he loved to make people laugh even if it wasn't intentionally he just had such a such a quirky sense of humor and, and just got such a thrill out of making people laugh and and this this show meant as much to him as anything possibly could outside of his wife uh and and sitting here is an honor for me uh, it's a, it's obviously an incredibly hard day for all of us and and it's good to just share these memories and thoughts with everybody. And uh, joining us now, uh, a guy you know very well, and uh, wanted to wanted to weigh in our, our buddy here in the mornings here on Seattle Sports on seven ten, Mike Salk. Mike, how are you, man? Hey, Bob, how you doing? I'm hanging in there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, certainly you know shocking and surprising, and really just been reading through all of the comments from around not just the sports world, but you know almost American society in general because John had crossed over through commercials and through his time on SportsCenter. I mean, really was, was just meant something to so many different people. I, I guess when I think about him, you know, I first met him at ESPN when I was doing national stuff, and I found out that didn't matter if you were, you know, Colin Cowherd's show or if you were doing overnights on a Saturday night at 3 in the morning, John still came on your show. It didn't matter. He just always said yes to everything, and that's just a, a big part of who he was. I mean, I always sort of laugh when I think about him because of the whole wild card thing that Howdy started doing with him. And we just, when we started having John on every day, we said, hey, how can we make this a little bit different? So we thought we'd just ask him funny questions. And it always led to, I thought, you know, hysterical answers, whether it was about his database or his love of, you know, funk music or whatever <laughs> it was. John would always find it a way to bring it back to those couple of things, right? Because Howdy would make him uncomfortable <laughs> by asking him about burritos or, you know, something that John didn't know anything about. Yeah. And he'd just be like, well, you know, I got that in the database. And kind of find a way to, to make it lighthearted <laughs> and bring it back around to, to what was important to him and what he knew about. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's one side of it. Obviously, you've had people on today talking about John and the way he, you know, really was one of the first people. I don't know how many people know about this, but what I what I've always heard is that John was one of the first people to really understand the salary cap. 
mm-hmm. when it got introduced in the NFL. Have you, have you guys talked about that today uh, and how that, that really became his thing to, to where, where GMs and people in the game would go to him because he understood the salary cap better than they did. Yeah. Mike Sando had a great, just a great story about how, you know, uh, injury reports and, and roster moves and things like that were adjusted by different teams because of John, because of, yeah. you know, just, just what he brought to the table and his, his, he was just such a bulldog when it came to information and, and, well, you, yeah. And, and how much did that fit Bob with the fantasy football, you know, thing that really got started and, and progressed while John was, yeah. was doing his reporting because all of that, you know, as you said, minutia and those little bits of information became all of a sudden, completely magnified by the fantasy football world and all of a sudden another generation of people had a, a way of connecting to John Clayton and he became important to all of them as well. Yeah, you know, it, it just it, it's what stands out to me more than anything Mike is just how much he absolutely adored talking football. It just it didn't matter. You said he he would come on with you at any time wherever I was at in the country, anybody would call him for a guest spot, he would come on. He just loved talking football and, and and to me one of the best moments was and it happened on your show where he 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 wouldn't quit for anything he would he would no. he would power through anything it didn't matter if he couldn't remember a name couldn't remember a number he would power through it until he found it and there was a day on your morning show where he started coughing or he i don't know what was going on but he was having a coughing fit yet at, in the middle of the coughing fit was still trying to answer your question or i think it might have yeah, been howdy's so question it was. That's the worst part about it. It wasn't even a real question. It was about what kind of a role-playing game he would want to play or something <laughs> stupid like that. But uh, John would power through. You know, it's funny, Bob, when you get, when you and you know this, when you first get into this business, right, you say yes to everything, no matter what. Yeah. If you want me to come on at four in the morning? Yes, of course, because you're afraid that if you say no, someone else will say yes, and that's going to be the end of your career, and they're going to get the big break that you don't get, or whatever the case may be. John kept that mentality literally until this week. I mean, like, it didn't matter. He would say yes, and I don't know if it was because he was afraid somebody else would or because he just didn't know how to say no or because he just truly, and this is my assumption, he just truly loved doing it. He loved getting on the phone and talking about football, whether it was with, you know, SportsCenter on ESPN or somebody in some podunk station in the middle of nowhere. It didn't seem to matter to him that much. He just jump on and do it. Yeah, he just loved it. Absolutely loved it, Mike. It's it's great to hear from you, buddy, and and really appreciate you checking in. We uh, yeah, we'll definitely be uh, talking quite a bit about this Monday morning. I can't. I mean, other than the years that I wasn't on the air, every year I've been on the air for like a decade. Every morning we've said, you know, good morning, John, and sort of had that conversation. So Monday will definitely be challenging, as I know it will be for you at four o'clock, and uh, just hope to uh, to do our best to, to give a tribute to John. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, Bob. Thanks. There you go. There's Mike Salk uh, every morning here, Monday through Friday, uh, talking sports with you guys. And yeah, this this week coming up, obviously, this doesn't end today. Uh, we'll be we'll be talking about this throughout the week and, and celebrating John and, and want to get to. Some of you guys, again, who've been waiting really patiently on the phone lines. Vince in Bothell, I really appreciate your patience. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Bob. And uh, um, and first of all, I'm praying for Pat and a lover. I've met her numerous times. The great thing about the John Clayton show on Saturday, it was a social event and not just a call-in event. Uh, most of his callers knew him very well at many of the functions we went to. But I wrote something for John 
and I'm dedicating to this to Pat, if I could read this to you, Bob. Sure. Clayton grooved to the P-Funk sound. Cameo, Parliament, and of course, James Brown. Skinny guy from the city of Pitt. Reports on the Steelers losing a pick. Vince heads west to the Puget Sound. Pencil in hand, ear to the ground. Tacoma was the city he sat, and it was there he met his lovely wife, Pat. TV and radio would soon follow, sorting out truth from lies with honor. Integrity in reporting, he did not fall. Induction would follow to NFL Hall. Rest in peace, our dearest professor, one of a kind with no successor. That's well God done. bless you, John. Thank you, Bob. And uh, these Clayton callers, I'm so looking forward to hearing them. They were so important to John. So thank you for taking my call. And uh, I sure appreciate it very, very much. Appreciate you, Vince. Thanks so much, man. There you go. Uh, again, we're trying to get to as many of you. If you're hanging on the phone lines, hang tight. I promise we will get to your calls. We've got more people coming up. The Graz is going to join us coming up as well as uh, – uh, Stacy and Liz Matthews, Pete Carroll will join us uh, as we continue our celebration and, and remembering John Clayton right here. Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app.